Fantasy football makes my dick hard. How's everybody doing this morning? I just want to say hello. How are you? Today, we're going to talk about more running backs. That's right. We're going to go over numbers 11 through 20. These are the uh, the running backs that kind of vary a little bit, a uh, hell of a lot more so than the top 10. Top 10, it's kind of always the same once the season starts. Every analyst has pretty much the same running backs in the same order, but boy, do they get fucking different when you get up to the uh, 11 through 20. So that's why I go ahead and I lump together all the consensus numbers from all the best um, top 30 uh, uh, sports, not sports analysts, fantasy football analysts in the, in the NFL, not NFL, motherfucker. I can't fucking talk today. Anyway, you get it. I'm not an analyst. I get you the numbers from analysts and I don't pick one. I pick them all. I lump them together. Holy fuck. Why couldn't I just say that the first time? Again, if you've never heard my podcast before, I don't edit anything. It's not fun to edit. I'd rather give it to you raw dog, you know. That way you hear all the fuck-ups. You, you hear all the all the breathing issues, all the burps on the phone. Anyway, it's, a, it's just more fun this way. It kind of keeps me me. It's kind of my brand, just being a little fucking asshole. Anyway, we left off, I believe, uh, last week with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones came in at number 10. Uh, this week we're starting off with Mr. Miles Sanders at number 11. Miles Sanders had a pretty good darn rookie season. Uh, he got lucky as fuck, though. Not because of uh, the rookie season, but because of the offseason. Offseason, man. I thought Carlos Hyde was going to go over to Philly because they love running backs by committees. But all he's got is, like, Boston Scott. He doesn't have anyone else now. Like, everybody else, Corey Clement. I mean, nobody's going to be fighting him for that one spot. So I'm excited about it. The only one who could fuck it up, the only one who could fuck it up is Devonta Freeman. Devonta Freeman is currently a free agent. If he ends up in Philly, oh, he's going to go from like a top 11 running back to like a top 20 just because of the running back by committee. It sucks. Anyway, let's talk about Mr. Uh, Miles Sanders. He had 180 attempts last year for 800 yards on the ground. He also had 63 targets for 50 receptions, another 500 through the air. So good uh, pass, uh, good reception type running back. I love him. This year with an actual for, for – full workload and you don't have to go ahead and beat up Jordan Howard to get the ball. They're looking at 240 attempts on the ground for about 1,100 yards, as well as 75 targets, 60 receptions, another 450 yards through the air. So he should have a great season as long as Devonta Freeman stays the fuck away. So coming in at uh, number 12, we're looking at Nick Chubb. And a lot of people are getting pissed about this because Nick Chubb had such a fucking awesome year last year. But the problem isn't Nick Chubb. The problem is Kareem Hunt. From weeks one through eight, Nick Chubb was, I believe, your top two running back, like right behind McCaffrey. And then after the bye week, when Kareem Hunt did his prison sentence for being a piece of shit who kicks women in the head, hashtag don't kick women in the head, you fucking piece of shit, then, um, yeah, he was like a top 24 uh, running back because all that third down work went to Kareem Hunt, who's a phenomenal pass-catching running back. So his numbers are outstanding, but then again, you got to remember, these have been changed to accommodate Kareem Hunt for a full 16 games or until he gets arrested. You're looking at 300 attempts on the ground last year for almost 1,500 yards. He was almost your yardage leader. Incredible. Eight touchdowns, 49 targets, 36 receptions, 278 yards through the air. So holy shit, what a year until Kareem Hunt came in the picture. So this year, they anticipate the same workload on the ground, 289 for another 1,400 yards, because between the tackles, uh, Chubb is a stud. But his passing work goes down. He gets 35, 
24 receptions for only 234 yards through the air. So Nick Chubb's going to take a step back this year, but for the longevity of the person, not having to do that workload, it's probably better for him. It just sucks for fantasy. Coming in next, you got Mr. Sexy Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon had such a good year for being on such a shitty fucking team. And if you had Joe Mixon in a couple leagues, man, it was tough for like the first six games because he like wasn't there. I was putting out the worst shitty trade offers for Joe Mixon, and I actually got him in a few leagues. I couldn't believe what people were giving him up for. They just figured like he didn't want to play football. His first six games, he had next to no fucking fantasy points. He was he was losing you weeks when you started him because you picked him in the back end of the first round, and it fucking broke your heart. He would give you like 9, 10 points in a PPR format. Fuck, that's going to kill you. You need like 15 to 20 to survive. Anyway, yeah, sort of just towards the second half of the year, he really pulled his head out of his ass. He got 278 attempts for almost 1,200 yards. So good job, uh, motherfucker. You're looking at 45 targets for only 35 receptions. Man, I hope his passing work comes up for another 287 yards on the ground in 2019. 2020, you're looking at 274 attempts. Again, you're going to have a rookie running back. So they're going to want to run the ball. That way, uh, Mr. Joe Burrow could figure out this sport. For another 57 targets, which is great, so that's coming up a bit. Another 43 receptions. I think the targets will go up, to be honest with you, but that's just my little personal opinion. I'm not an analyst. 330 yards through the air. So uh, Joe Mixon should have a great season. Again, you could probably snatch him in the middle of the second round, which would be kind of cool. Then you have Mr. Austin Eckler. Uh, Austin Eckler is what happens when you try to hold out in the NFL. It doesn't fucking go well. And because of the new collective bargaining agreement, you can't hold out anymore. It's literally impossible to hold out, which I love because I'm so sick of everybody going, I'm going to hold out. Give me my money. You know, you signed a contract, motherfucker. I'm so tired of this shit. Anyway, because you can't hold out, you're charged, what, $40,000 a day? And the the organization does not have the ability to forgive that. The NFL mandates the organization charges the the running back, the wide receiver, the quarterback, whoever the fuck, charges them every single day that amount of money. And and you need to have so many games. I think it's like eight games a year now to get your progression towards your pension. So to get a year acquired, it's like eight or nine games. You have to be active on the roster for, or not on the roster, you have to essentially not be holding out. So I'm really excited about this because I was so sick of the Le'Veon Bell bullshit, the Melvin Gordon bullshit. Uh, that's how I know Dalvin Cook is not going to fucking hold out because he can't afford $40,000 a day to be able to hold out. It just, I mean, he, he said it, he put his foot on the table and he said, I'm upset at my contract. And you know what? Now it's over. Now he's back at work because he has to be. Can't afford that shit. Anyway, 132 attempts on the ground for 557 yards. That doesn't sound like a lot. It really doesn't, but that's because he had Phillip Rivers. And Phillip Rivers is old and scared of the football. So every time people would run at him, he'd throw the football 108 times to Austin Eckler. That's incredible. 108 times. That's like Christian McCaffrey numbers for 92 receptions, uh, as well as almost 1,000 yards through the air. He had eight reception touchdowns. That's incredible. Anyway, he's not with Phillip Rivers anymore. Otherwise, Eckler would be like a top seven running back. Now you're looking at 178 attempts on the ground. So that goes up quite a bit for about 740 uh, uh, receptions, 
740 rushing yards. You're looking at 86 targets for 68 fucking receptions and 662 yards. That's going to be really tough to predict. I don't know where they get these numbers from because you're going to go from Tyron Taylor for like four games, and then they're going to get bored, and they're going to throw that big, tall fucker out there, that rookie, to go out there and get murdered. So I don't know. Personally, I'm kind of avoiding this guy. I mean, I see the upside, but I just hate the quarterback situation in uh, in Charger land. Anyway, uh, coming in next, Le'Veon Bell. My God, who would have thought Le'Veon Bell would be like the 15th running back off the board? <sighs> anyway, how the mighty have fallen. You're looking at 245 attempts last year, and he didn't even break 800 yards. And that's what happens when you don't have to respect the pass game from a quarterback. I mean, what do the Jets have? They don't even have any weapons this year. It's insane. The Jets, yeah, they got an offensive lineman, woo-hoo. But when you don't have to respect a pass game, then you can just beat the fuck out of the talented running back. So he didn't even break 800 yards. He had 78 targets for 66 receptions and 461 yards through the air. So, Le'Veon, sorry, man. I miss you. I love you. I, I miss trying to grab you number one overall. You were a lot of fun with uh, the Steelers. Uh, so anyway, this year they think he's going to have a more consistent season. Um, his rushing attempts stay the same, but the yards anticipate about another 150. So you're looking at 947 rushing yards. Targets the same, 66 for uh, 62 receptions, another 400 yards through the air. And the problem with the Jets is they got no weapons. That offensive line, they fortified a little bit, but it's still kind of dog shit. And if they fortified that, you would have to respect the passing game, then Le'Veon Bell, you could get him in space, get him in the ball, and that's where he makes his magic, man. You've seen that guy run around. He does that little bouncy hop thing, which is pretty fucking deceptive, and he's quick. He doesn't look quick because he's, like, on the tips of his feet, and he's, like, waiting, and he's shifting left to right, and then, boom, he hits a corner, and he's fucking gone. Anyway, speaking of mighty have fallen, David Johnson's coming in next. David Johnson got the fuck out of Arizona, uh, not by choice, but they were happy with it because they owed him a lot of money. Anyway, he had 94 attempts last year, woohoo, for 345 rushing yards, 47 targets, 336 receptions for 370 yards. So obviously, we are drafting David Johnson's name. <laughs> no, no, he, uh, so David Johnson's now on the Texans. Uh, Texans do not have a running back behind him besides Duke Johnson. So be careful when you're doing your online drafts because just because you grab D Johnson, it doesn't mean you're going to grab the right fucking D Johnson. So be very careful in your drafts this year online. Oh Lord, you're looking at 253 attempts on the ground. These are the projections for a thousand yards. So they have high hopes. But again, when you have to respect the pass game, Deshaun Watson's a stud, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, they have good weapons. You actually could get the ball run, and that's what they anticipate. So 1,000 yards on the ground, another 38 receptions for 361 yards through the air. David Johnson, you sexy beast. I think he's going to have a good season, and he's kind of a value coming in at number uh, 15. So uh, Chris Carson's coming in next. You're looking at uh, last year's actually, other than the fumbles, he had a great year. 278 attempts for 1,230 yards on the ground. That's awesome. 47 targets for 37 receptions and another 266 yards through the air. So, man, if you subtract his fumbling and his injury towards the end of the year, man, he had a pretty darn good year. And if he can get a hold of the ball, hold on to that, and then they fix his hip because he broke his hip. He's like old as fuck. That's why he broke his hip. No, that's not it at all. I don't know what happened to him, to be honest with you, but I'm glad he went down. I don't wish harm on anyone, but when the Seahawks get worse, the Niners get better. 
So when he went down, it really didn't break my heart at all. Anyway, I'll take my own bias out of it. Just kidding. You're looking at 262 attempts on the ground for about 1,150 rushing yards, seven touchdowns, 45 targets for 34 receptions, and 262 yards through the air. Man, Seattle, Seattle, Chris Carson's it. They got nobody behind them. They got Carlos Hyde, who's an average running back at best. I, I uh, Penny is coming off that, what, ACL, MCL, what did he have? He had, like, surgery or something. He's all fucked up. I think he's going to start the uh, season on the pup. Really bad, man. So I've been looking in Dynasty. They have – they got some options uh, that they got as a undrafted free agents that went and acquired. So a little food for thought. That's Chris Carson for you. After Chris Carson, you're looking at Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is now a part of some kind of a weird three-headed monster because when I was looking at the uh, running back in Denver – what I didn't see was an issue because they had Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Why? They had a great one-two punch. They, you could start both of them. I don't know why they thought they had to go get the splashy name this offseason. I mean, Melvin Gordon, why? You, you had two cheap, cheap options. You had like an undrafted free agent, Philip Lindsay, and then you had like a, a fourth or fifth round draft pick in Royce Freeman, and they were getting a job done. Like, what the fuck do you need Melvin Gordon for? Anyway, that's uh, John Elway for you. Holy shit. Uh, 162 attempts on the ground for 600 yards, as well as 54 targets for 42 receptions. That was last year. Again, he held out to like game game four, game five. I forget. It wasn't long. Once he saw what Austin Eckler was doing, he was like, fuck, I just lost my job. So he went back to work. This year, they anticipate 233 attempts, as well as 1,000 yards rushing. Uh, 60 targets for 44 receptions and another 300 through the air. So, you know, a nice little above average season for Melvin Gordon. I'm actually kind of avoiding that backfield too, because I don't know what's going to happen. Running back by committee, three talented guys. Why would they make one guy the workhorse when all three are pretty darn good? So anyway, good luck drafting that motherfucker. Uh, David Johnson's coming in next. Uh, David Johnson, fuck. David Montgomery is coming in next. He had a good little uh, good little rookie season on a shitty, shitty offense. So that offense takes a step forward. He should take a step forward. You're looking at 242 attempts for 889 yards on the ground, uh, six rushing touchdowns, 35 targets for 25 receptions, and another 185 yards through the air. Uh, this year, with a better offensive line, I kind of hope Foles would be in the picture, but even without Foles, they're anticipating 261 attempts as well as almost 1,100 yards on the ground. So it seems like everybody's getting kind of bullish on them. 42 targets for 32 receptions and another 248 through the air. Man, if they had a decent quarterback, I think David uh, David Montgomery would be a great running back. But now you get him as a value because you've got shitty Mitch Trubisky. You get to grab him up in about the fourth round, which isn't terrible. You know, I would take a, uh, a gamble on that guy, considering the only thing they have behind him is Turi Cohen, who's like four foot eleven and like Speedy Gonzalez. So he's not a true workhorse back. It's obvious Montgomery's going to get the workload. Uh, coming in next is Mr. Glass himself, Mr. James Conner. James Conner is uh, is a fucking hazard, man. You look at him and he breaks. It's so frustrating. He only had 116 attempts last year because he was hurt every five minutes. And he wasn't hurt like he's not going to start the game. He would start the game. Therefore, you would start him in your lineup and then he'd vanish and he'd fuck you. He'd fuck you right in the butt. And it was so 
I guess that's why I hate him so much. I don't hate him. I mean, I hate the coaching staff. A player is going to play. A player is a competitor, an athlete, and he wants to show everybody that they're wrong. That's what athletes are. So when you say, are you healthy? He's like, fuck yeah, I'm healthy. And the coaching staff's like, oh, great. He's healthy. And then they start him. And then you're like, holy shit, this guy's not healthy at all. And then they yank him. And then you lose that week. It just sucks. Anyway, 116 attempts, 464 yards on the ground. 38 targets, 34 receptions. So that catch percentage is really good considering he had three different quarterbacks. Uh, 251 yards through the air this year. If he could stay healthy, that's a big fucking if. 208, <coughs> excuse me, 202 attempts for 850 yards, 63 targets for 48 receptions. I think he'll catch more, man. I, he's a great pass catcher for another 348 yards on the ground. So Connor, oh, I, I would take Connor before Melvin Gordon because if he stays healthy, at least I know there's nobody behind him. Because we saw what was behind him last year. It was like Benny Snell, Samaj P, uh, not Samaj P. Ryan. Um, that other fucking guy who was like a tight end in Yahoo leagues. Anyway, nothing exciting behind him. I don't think they grabbed it. Oh, they did grab that big fucker in the draft. Anyway, my money's on Connor taking the job. It's just whether or not he could stay healthy. And last uh, but not least, we're going with the kneecap himself, the swelling knee, Todd Gurley. Oh, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, and Todd Gurley. So sad that you guys are in the fourth and fifth round these days. Oh, my Lord. Last year was 223 attempts for 857 yards, 12 rushing touchdowns. So quite a bit of rushing touchdowns considering uh, how few times he actually did, uh, uh, how few yards he actually got. 49 targets, which is down huge because the previous year he was close to 100. Uh, 31 receptions for 207 yards. This year, he's on a brand new team. He's an Atlanta Falcon. And we know the Falcons don't have a single running back behind them. Freeman's gone. Now you have Todd Gurley and a bunch of guys who suck penis. So if you want to grab him, it might be a pretty decent gamble in the fourth or fifth round. You're looking at uh, 214 attempts for 845 yards. But what goes up is the passing, 65 attempts for 47 receptions, another 332 yards through the air. My Lord, Todd Gurley. I hate running backs. They just get hurt, 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 hurt. You notice uh, that the common theme from uh, 11 to 20 was the fact that almost half of these guys had been hurt in the past who were top 10 uh, running backs. And now, since they've been hurt, now they're in the, the fucking teens and, and early 20s. So anyway, you know, go ahead and judge your risk uh, when you're making your draft picks. I wouldn't go back to back in the third and fourth or, or uh, fourth to fifth round if I'm on the turn and grab Todd Gurley and David Johnson just because it sounds sexy. I mean, they're both huge injury risks. So build your roster accordingly. Try not to fuck it up. You only get the draft once. So everybody, I want you to be safe out there. Have a wonderful day. And uh, tune in next time. We'll go over the uh, wide receivers, one through ten in a half point PPR. Peace.